0: Everybody, welcome back to another Kaiser Bender and Bound Retail Adventures podcast, and uh, we are excited to be here. Hey, George. Hey, Rich.
1: Hey, Jason. Good to be back.
0: Good. How are you guys doing? We're <laughs> doing okay. We're
2: hanging in there. We are in our houses, not wearing our masks, but they're hanging around our necks most of the time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, I think last week I said this was like week 46. I meant to say day, but it does feel like it's week 46. <laughs> so, you know, maybe it's appropriate. These days, who cares? We're just doing the same thing every day. We're like in day 50 something, 58, 56. I don't know. I you accept. know
1: what? Everybody talks, everybody in my circle, a lot of my buddies now are retiring, right? So they're all talking about, Rich, when are you going to retire? When are you going to retire? You know, what are you going to do? And I got to tell you something. If I'm even close to a modicum, of what retirement life is like going through this, I'm going to work the rest of my life. I'm going to drop down (laughs) on this job.
0: (laughs) Yeah, if this is a taste. Well, I think in retirement, you can actually leave the house. (laughs) So this might not be the best example.
2: Get yourself a recreational vehicle. Trade your bike in for a trike and y'all can hit the road. I'm not trading a bike. (laughs) <laughs>
0: I can say, you know, here, the weather was finally nice. And I saw it a lot, saw a lot of people biking and walking. So maybe this will be a, a good thing for us physically. It hasn't been for the past, you know, 50 weeks or 50 right. days. See, there I go again. Right. But, we had know.
2: two days, we had two days in Chicago that were nice. And now it's, you know, it feels like it could snow again.
0: Yeah. Great. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it was two, two nice days. And I don't know if you saw the pictures of New York um, and the parks the parks were finally opened and a lot of people showed up. Um, not all the parks. Some parks more uh, were worse than others. Uh, those were the ones, of course, that made the news and nobody's social distancing and people on top of each other and they tended to be younger. And um, I got to say, guys, I'm frustrated. I'm, I'm getting to that point where I'm really frustrated with, Us in general, this, this country.
2: Yeah. My husband and I, every weekend we choose a different town that's retail heavy. And we walk through the town and, and I take pictures and I put them on our Instagram story and we talk about them, Rich and I, in our webinars. So this past Saturday, we went to Lake Geneva, Illinois, which is a wealthy resort town with an incredible downtown area. And Wisconsin is still under you know curbside you can't go into stores but there were stores that were open and were allowing people into their stores without masks and then there's this gorgeous lake surrounded by a beautiful park and there were all the you know the black and yellow caution tape everywhere and people were just going under and hopping that tape and they were all over the park and they weren't social distancing and they were right near the water there were boats on the water and and I I feel the same way you do Jason. We're under a restriction for a reason. Where Rich and I live, we have Illinois hasn't even hit its peak yet. And people are just diving back like it, you know, it, everything is back to normal and it's scary.
0: I saw a funny quote. Leave it to deciding that a virus is over because the weather is nice is such an American thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> I it's just I feel like the weather is nice and everybody just gave up. You know, what what have we been doing for the past several weeks? I think that's what frustrates me more than anything. I've been abiding by this, like many, like you guys.
2: We should remind everyone that you're in New Jersey, not too far from New York City. Yes, correct.
0: So I'm in Bergen County, New Jersey, and we've gotten slammed. We have 18,000 people just in my county alone uh, the death count here is higher than in Chicago. It's higher than in LA, in my county. Um, New York City, obviously, you know, everybody knows what's going on in New York City. But the New York metro area, unlike everywhere else in this country, everywhere is on a downward trend. We're getting better here. We hit our peak, and it's still over a thousand cases. It's still a ridiculous amount of deaths. Uh, yesterday, New Jersey reported less deaths because there was a a, um, a data error or something. Something was down. But the day before, we were just over 100 deaths. That was the least amount of deaths since April, since like the beginning of April. That was still over 100 deaths. Since when do we just not care about each other?
2: Yeah, I, I think people are starting to go a little crazy being in their houses. And yesterday one of the topics on retailwire.com, which is a a website that has what's called a brain trust, and they're all retail experts in in different parts of the retail industry, and Rich and I are both part of the brain trust. So yesterday, one of the questions was, should, should you be required to wear a mask inside of a store? And every single one of the brain trust said yes you should be required to wear a mask, you know, it's based on the same things that you're saying, the same things that we believe. And I was blown away by the amount of, you get a choice, you can vote on the comments with a green thumbs up or a red thumbs down. It, there were more red thumbs down on every single post. I mean, if you mentioned wear a mask, um, red, 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 it's crazy. Wow. And I posted yeah. it on my LinkedIn and again, most people agreed you should wear a mask, but there there was one retailer on there who was, you know, she thinks that it's social discourse and people are touching, they're touching their masks all the time to adjust them, and then they touch the fabric. And my comment back to her was, we're going to have to agree to disagree because people touch their faces anyway. Have you ever counted the number of times that you touch your face? <laughs> Even in like a half an hour, it's amazing. So I, I just did it
0: three times mask. while you were talking.
2: I know I do it all the time. Touch my face, and then I'm touching my, Rich. Is touching his face right
1: now? No, I'm massaging my beard. <laughs> I feel like we
0: always have one of these moments in our podcast. This is the one that came very early.
1: <laughs> Rich's t-shirt. Rich's t-shirt. Let me tell you what bothers me. Okay, this is what bothers me. I'm in agreement. Wear the face mask. There's not question about it. But you know why I'm in agreement? If if people want to be stupid, I guess be stupid. You can't change stupid, I heard. But but here's the point. I fought, and George has fought. Jason, you've been fighting along with us to get our voices out to say we want to resurrect and we want to give back to retail stores to the people that have put their lives into those stores. What agitates me more than anything is when it's taken lightly by the general public and the retailers now are looking down the pipe with the increases in some of these states, looking down the pipes and saying, guess what, you're going to get locked up again. And, and, and that, to me, is criminal because most of those people are not the kind of people that have all the money in the world. They can be keep pouring in an empty box. Can't do it. So it's really not fair. So I really liked a story that, George, you and I had from a uh, a retailer in in Canada where three ladies who don't live together and not related together were walking down the sidewalk not wearing a mask, and they got slammed by and 700. They
2: weren't social distancing.
1: Yeah, whatever they were, but slammed at 700 bucks a crack. That's a lot of money to almost everybody. Now, here's the point. Sometimes if your child doesn't behave you got to give him a swat on the back end right you know I, I don't know I've never had a kid but no. that's what I understand I don't think
0: that's the common thing that you do anymore No not anymore
1: <laughs> So here's maybe, what I'm maybe saying social services little... is coming right, wait a minute. you know what but there's got to be a sting to change behavior Yeah Time and when behavior starts to change everybody sees that oh that's a bad thing to do when you see people in in rest homes passing away into three digits when you see that kinds of stuff that's criminal in America. So I guess what I'm saying is that some people just refuse to do it. And I'm, and I'm telling you, it's hurting a lot of people. I think an awful lot of people. I
0: I think you nailed it though. Sorry, Jar. I'll let you go in a second. I just, I, I I think you nailed it, Rich. I think the biggest problem here is that we're ignoring what the health officials are saying. And Fauci was on Cuomo last night. And I mean, it's been interesting to hear Chris Cuomo because he has been dealing with it. And he and Fauci are very long-term friends. And so the the conversation was was more friendly and was interesting to hear them talk about this. And Fauci, I think, was a little comfortable. Um, And he said, The biggest fear he has is the uptick of cases that we are going to have and the rebound effect of what this is going to cause by opening the um, country too early. And yes, we care about the retailer. We care about small retailers. That is the purpose of this podcast and what you guys do and have been doing for the past 30 years. We don't, we care about you we don't want this to go on any longer than it has to. But if everyone is saying in the health community, not yet, then why are we taking this situation, making it a political thing and just listening to whatever the huddled masses are saying? I just so disagree with it and it's going to end up hurting them in the long run. It's going to hurt you in the long run. And that's what we don't want to see happen.
1: You know, I was so I was so pumped yesterday uh, because I thought I saw something that uh, you know I think is a positive. I went out shopping yesterday by myself, and when I say shopping, I didn't probably buy much. I just went out and I walked into stores, and it was mandatory. You know, first of all, you have to wait in lines on little squares and all that, and I'm really good at following directions, so I I stood my time and played tic tac toe on the sidewalk, but then. When I got to the door, my mask was on when I was in line. They had people checking every person that walked into that store. And I'm telling you, if you did not have a mask, you needed a mask or you don't get in, you know, waste of time in line. But here's We
2: live live in Illinois, it's required. We live in
1: Illinois, that's right. And and, and they made that the law, right? But I saw some other stores that I wouldn't go into because there were people in those stores haphazardly not wearing anything and i couldn't believe that the store was letting that happen but it, was, this on
2: Fr- was this on friday no what was day was this yesterday so sunday so the law was in effect then you know my daughter is is uh eight and a half months pregnant and we're gonna have a new grandbaby pretty soon so i i am not she she's is adamant that if you are not quarantining, you're not coming near her house or her, or her kid. So yeah. my husband and I, we're not leaving the house. We are staying in, we are quarantined unless we can be far away from other people for this next, starting in a week for the next two week period before she delivers, we will be completely quarantined because we care about what happens to our family and this new baby. And and you know what you're talking about, Jason, about. We absolutely do care what happens to independent retailers. I mean, Rich and I, they, they, are our, they are our family, they are our lifeblood. Well, our business is trade shows. And as soon as the trade shows, as soon as the, the virus started and we started quarantining, every trade show was canceled. We don't know when they're coming back. So that means we have a clear calendar. That's why we started, as you said, the podcast and the, and the weekly webinars. We are so anxious to get back to work, but it's gonna be a long haul before we can open up trade shows again and conferences and places where we work. And, and it's, it's horrible. And we just we just have to wait it out though, or there'll be so many more lives lost.
1: You know, and, and what, what, what's gotta happen really for everybody, I think is if you wanna make massive change, you have to give massive information. For example, and I don't know how you do it here, but you know you got to know exactly what you're doing when you do certain actions that make it palatable to do or not palatable to do. You know, someone says, "Well, I'm not, I'm not going to wear the mask." Um, they, they probably don't believe that it could happen to them. And the sad thing is, it's happened to so many people. Uh, you know, that have passed away because, you know, because they were infected one way or another, but well, and you my, don't
2: know; they could be carriers and not knowing.
1: That's my point. It's kind of like it's, it, it's kind of like not an option. It's like a it's like a life and death situation for people you don't know and you'll probably never meet. But that's what it's coming down to right now. And I think that you know we just have to, as Americans, we've always banded together and 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 really you know beat the odds, so to speak. Right. Um, and, and that's what it's going to take. And sometimes it's the hurt has got to be so great before everybody gets shaken to the core. And I don't want that to happen. I would you know, think
2: that would have happened by now.
1: what he's asking for right now.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm grateful that our governor is, I don't know what, I don't, I'll describe it. He is, he's a, he's a hawk. He is not backing off. You are staying home. You will wear a mask. I don't care. We haven't reached the peak. There's been a couple of lawsuits in Illinois. You know, there was, I don't know if you read about this, there was a shooting at a Family Dollar last week. Yep. Because the salesperson in the store wouldn't let the customer in without a mask. The customer got cheesed off and shot him.
0: Shot him, yep. Yeah.
2: So I- This I, is where I, we're at. That's, that's where we are. This is where we are. Yeah.
0: And And is that how we want to be seen? No. Is this, what happened? <laughs> What happened?
2: You know, us? you hear a lot of people talking about. You hear a lot of people talking about the new normal. This is the new normal. It's not mm-hmm. the new normal. It's the now normal, and the now normal changes almost daily.
1: I saw. I saw when I went on my shopping trip yesterday. And this is amazing. I saw a guy that took a piece of paper. It's like a uh, a type written sheet, with a, with a, magic marker on it. And and he stuck it on the wall of the store. And the sign said, his sign said, please wear your mask. My child works inside. And I thought, you know, until until the reality of that comes in all of our lives, you know, it's just going to be more and more difficult or at least difficult like now uh, to get people to follow the rule.
0: Yeah, I I get it. I get it because, you know what? I mean, I can't. If you don't see it and it's not close to home to you, then it feels like this is like crazy.
1: But, you don't feel it. But you know what, until we can get that gut feeling in everybody, you know, it's always going to be somebody that's not going to do it for while. I mean,
0: I, and I get why people are frustrated. I so get it. I'm frustrated. I'm, you know, like everyone else, the summer's coming up. I have a trip planned. All these things is probably going to get canceled, you know, but you know what? It's for the greater good. You know, I You're have right. way too many people in my family who have been impacted by this, you know, friends and family, you know, in, my, in the New York metro area, it is, it's really hard here, but I, I just don't want it for everyone else. Right. Why does it have to be for everyone else? We don't, it doesn't have to be.
2: No. Right. Okay. Now let's talk about the now normal and we know that retailers are living, breathing entities and that things are changing for them daily. Korea reopened its stores not too long ago, and sales are off the charts. They're calling it Early Summer Retail Therapy Return with a Vengeance. So I'm gonna probably pronounce this wrong, but it's Bobak sobi Revenge Shopping. So revenge shopping, because if they had to stay home for so long and couldn't buy anything, and the people are in a rush to make purchases because they couldn't go into stores before. One lady said, I'm going to have to make up for the self-control I've been keeping up at home. I've had enough of self-isolating, but I'm still going to wear a mask. Retail in Texas opened on Friday. And it opened quickly, so the retailers there barely had enough time to Create new procedures, put new signs up, locate their employees, train them about the new procedures. You know, we've been doing webinars about what you have to do to get your store ready before you reopen it. There are, are state and community guidelines, and it's, it's hard for retailers. I mean, when you get the okay to open your store, take your time, because you have to make sure that you are prepared to open up, to keep people safe and keep them healthy. You know, it's not just let's run down and unlock the front door.
0: I mean, you guys talk about it all the time, it's trust. You know, there are, you have a fear, you have a customer that has been living in fear. And I know that's not what we wanna say, You know, people don't like to hear that, but there's an element of fear here. Going out in the public to a store we have been told for the past several weeks, don't do it. So all of a sudden when it's okay, go do it, that, that fear doesn't just go away.
2: So last week in Texas, um, North Park Center opened up. It's one of the best run malls in the U.S. And typically they have 70,000 shoppers that come and go on a normal Friday. This Friday they had 2,800 shoppers. Only 20% of the stores were open. None of them were department stores. And there were people that were actually mad because the stores they wanted to go to had not opened up yet.
1: Could they legally be open?
2: They were. They opened on Friday in Texas. So, you know, I think that the public has to catch up with the fact that George Ann can't unlock her store tomorrow and invite everybody in. You know, I got I to gotta put signs up and I need to put those little squares on the floor that tell you how close you can get to one another. And I got to put a cle- plexiglass screen up at my checkout counter to protect the person ringing up the sale because you get closer than six feet there. I, I, I have to find out which employees want to come back and right. then get them back on the payroll and do training to get them up to speed. There's a lot that happens. It's easier to shut the doors than it is to reopen them.
0: I bet they're going to have a tough time hiring people back.
2: Well, well, one of our clients said the other day that she had people who didn't want to come back because they were making more on unemployment. But she said that she just told the state that she offered them their jobs back and they didn't want to come back. So she terminated them, which means end of your unemployment. So. But what
0: does that do for the uh, payment protection if you got that? Because you have to spend a certain amount on payroll.
2: Yeah, you have to spend a minimum of 75% on payroll. Mm-hmm. And you can spend up to 25% on rent.
0: And you only have a a short period of time to spend it. You
2: do in order for it to be forgiven. And the problem with it is for a lot of retailers is that they have already furloughed their staff or they've laid them off. So it's hard to get them back and pay them within the limited amount of time you have to use those monies.
1: There certainly are happy shoppers in there out there. And I saw that too. And uh, you know, the one thing is that, that, that I really think is cool is that when you see people that are happy and following the rules and all that, but everybody's happy, what happens is the people that walked in started to become happy. You know why? Because it was a a trip back. It was a trip back six months ago and everybody was in the store. There was no threat. Everybody was doing the right things. They were shopping, they were laughing. And I think that that's really critical and so you know the, f- the whole the whole process is we got to get the pegs in the right holes and everything starts to improve, it's but a until little we out of get... time. Say it's again, a
2: little, it's a little out of time. What's normal? What's normal today is not going to be normal in a week, right? Well, you know what? Things have
1: changed. I can't. You, can't you know, it's it's like you and I have been telling stories. You're not going to reopen in two days. It's going to take you some time to get. That store ready to go. But when you do and when you make it look wonderful, customers are going to come in and enter Dreamland. It is like walking from the parking lot inside Disneyland. Now you're in a different world. And that's what retailers have got to do. So we've got a mission to make it wonderful, to make everybody want to do it, which minimizes the fact that there'll be people saying, I don't want to wear a mask. No, I want to go in there because it's really cool. And I got to do it. Let's do it.
2: Listen, I can't wait to go shopping again. I can't wait. So Best Buy, Best Buy reopened its stores. And uh, you know, one of the questions that retailers have been asking, and this is determined by your state and by your community, how many customers can I let into a store at one time? Some of them, it's five people per 1,000 square feet. Sometimes Some stores, it's half your capacity. So how much can you keep up with sanitizing? Because when somebody leaves, you've got to sanitize more stuff. So Best Buy has a new procedure where you you call to make an appointment or you show up at the door. You're assigned a salesperson and that salesperson takes you throughout your entire journey in the store. They stay right with you. When you go to a department and you want to look at something, you pick it up. They pick it up. They sanitize it. They hand it to you. You look at it. You hand it back. They sanitize it again and then it goes back on the shelf. And they walk you all the way through the rest of the store, and then they walk you out the front door again. Well, you know, the questions that we're getting from retailers are, you know, when I open up, can I let people touch things? Can they try on clothing? And and we just keep saying it depends on your state. Your state is giving those guidelines.
0: I love what Best Buy is doing with that program. I, I know, I, and I think we we've talked about this. You know, we talked about this when Best Buy first announced uh, that they were doing this. You know, off mic, um, and it seems a bit Orwellian. It seems a bit. <laughs> it just seems kind of crazy. What doesn't? I don't know. The crazy is normal now uh, these days. But it gets people through the stores too. It gets them in and out quicker. And I think that ultimately that's the goal of a lot of stores is to get people, you know, lingering is not going to be a thing for a while. I just don't see it being a thing for a while. Um, they're not encouraging it and well, you could still get the sale, but it doesn't have to be a ling- It doesn't have to be a lingering experience. They could help you to find what you're looking for faster. And George, I know you've, you've said that that defeats the purpose for you shopping. You, you like to shop rather than just purchase. And I'm the opposite. I'd rather find what I want and just go in, get out. I think more people are going to be shopping like me right now.
2: I'm really cognizant. I don't think a lot of women will. I'm really cognizant about the fact when I'm in stores about, did I touch that lemon and then put it back? Did I touch that tomato and then put it back? I shop with rubber gloves on now when I shop. But I think about that. Am I not supposed to touch it? Because, I mean, you got to look at a tomato and make sure it's it's okay to, to buy, right? True. Um the CEO, Kevin Johnson, the CEO of Starbucks, was on Good Morning America this morning. And he he said a lot of things that were that were pretty cool. Um, one of the things that Rich and I tell everybody all the time is that you need to watch what other businesses are doing in good times and during a pandemic. What are the neighbors in your in your shopping center doing to make sure that their stores are are safe and and they're keeping their, their people and their, and their customers healthy. So Starbucks has stores in 82 countries, so it's a, pretty good co- it's a pretty good company to watch because they've had to deal with so many different kinds of opening. And the one thing that he said, and he couldn't stress enough, was that you have to monitor what's happening locally in your town. So for them, it's not a corporate decision, but you have to keep watching what's happening locally. And I think about that for the independent retailers who are listening to this. You can't stay in a box in your own store. You need to get out and walk around and find out what the guy next door is doing and the guy next door to them is doing and what somebody across town is doing because all it might give you ideas or things not to do, but it's important to monitor the temperature of your own community. You know, are, are customers feeling good about going into stores? Are customers scared to go into stores? What are the things that are holding them back? Yeah. Got pri- as well as selling things, you have to prioritize the health and well-being of the the people who work for you and the people who shop in your store.
0: Yeah. Last week we had um, um. You know, our guest was was fantastic last week.
2: Mary Liz. Curtis. Mary
0: Liz. Yeah. She she had um said to us, and I don't think she said it on air, but she said it off off uh, air to us that when she opened, she was gonna be doing things outside. Yeah. She was gonna do some things in the parking lot, put, put some of the racks of clothing outside, do some things outside. I thought that was a great idea to start to like ease people back into being comfortable shopping.
2: It is and a great idea. I, I just hey, Rich, think
0: that's so smart.
2: Rich, do you think shopping centers that, that normally frown on that will be lenient about letting people put merchandise on the sidewalk?
1: Well, I mean, you know, there are covenants based upon the shopping center's rules and regulations. So, uh, you know, I would hope that some of the landlords would say, you know, within good taste, here's what you can do. And, and, you know, they all have sidewalk sales once a year, so they're probably out on the sidewalk. But, you know, a lot of them probably still are prohibited by doing those things. But here's what I tell you most stores should be doing, is that they should have a – it should be a celebration. I walk into your store. You should be happy, and it should be, and it should look that way. And, you know, George, one of the promotions that we've shared with retailers over and over again was 10, 20 and 30 percent or whatever the numbers are off these sale prices. And they're reflected by helium filled balloons and the red balloons are 50 percent off. and The green balloons are 10 percent off and the yellow balloons are 20 percent off and they go in the air. So when a customer walks in, it just gives them the feeling that it's alive. It's not just a dumb old retail store that I see every day. And that's what retailers are going to have to do here. Retailers are going to have to be in the entertainment business. If they've missed that call, they're going to miss a lot because everybody else is going to figure out ways to do something. I, I got a kick out. I'm with Jason. Best Buy just thrilled me. I had to get something from Best Buy. I drove down there. They're closed. Oh, not quite closed. They, they put signs on the front of their curbway Space one, two, three, four, five, and six. And they said, park in space, pull up to space four. I said, I need to buy a television. I'm I'm ready to get out of my car. And the guy says, no, just sit in your car. What's your phone number? And I gave him my phone number. He said, they'll call you in three minutes. And an expert inside the store called me in three minutes and told me about seven different televisions that I could buy. Here's the kick whatever it takes to keep a customer happy, do it. That's what Best Buy did that entire time until they could open a store. And you know why I think it was really a brilliant move on their their part? Because it was unfair what happened in the marketplace to them. Across the street, they had a big box discount store who sells televisions. And you could walk in and look at the televisions all day long, probably some of the same ones and probably some not, not so well. But the point was when it got tough, they got tougher. That's it. So now we're look, I, we are going to rebirth retail. And when we do it better be exciting and it better be fun. Or I think those retailers that don't do that are going to be in for a long run, long run. And it's gonna but They're going to lose their breath.
2: The stores that, that I've seen in the little towns that I've visited, there's lots of, there's lots of, um, hearts on the front window and there's fabulous window displays and in lake geneva on sunday saturday you couldn't go into the stores but there were lots of balloons out front and signs on the door and, and and shop owners standing in the doorway saying we can help you curbside glad to see you how are you there wasn't anybody sitting behind the counter playing on their cell on their cell phone my husband bought some coffee And the man in the coffee store stood in the door and explained to Rob all about the different coffees. And then he showed him different coffee bags. And, you know, and we can grind it or you can have it whole bean or whatever you want. He's doing this whole, you know, running around back and forth doing a show and tell, showing him the different bags and the sizes. And, you know, he could have a sample if he wanted one. He didn't take one. But doing the best he could. And then he rang up the sale. We bought some coffee and he rang up the sale. So...
0: You know what I'm seeing
2: out there that are working hard and they really want to see you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's important. It's the community aspect. That's your role in the community. I think what you said before, um, Georgianne, that's, you know, that can't be understated is right now it's, uh, it's feeling out the community, the stores in, uh, in New Jersey, and especially in the town where I am in the County I'm in, uh, you know, nothing's open. Nothing can be open by law, um, unless you're essential. And so our main street has been empty other than people walking or riding their bikes for the past, you know, um, nine weeks or whatever it's been. And, uh, but what I'm seeing now that they're doing one, one reta- retailer has a, a bench outside their store yeah, and it's got a lock, but, um, it's for donations for the high school graduates, 2020 celebrate the, our graduates our you know, my town's name, graduates and it's some you know put in something donate something to them and we're going to disperse it amongst all the graduates and show them that you care sign this card they have a giant card outside the um, store and it's sign the card I mean and it's so smart because you know what that is our businesses here in our town they are our businesses and we support them and they're showing their support for the community and vice versa. And it's, it's this all in it together. And when we can, and when they're allowed to open up again, you know, we're going to be right there and giving them that business back.
1: Jason, we, we came up with a We get, we came up with a sign. We said this, this should go across every city in America. When the cities open up and say, now that you can all, you know, all get back into the business Every sign on every window in every front door of a store should read, I'll use my, my, my city's name. It should read Naperville strong. And then the next line should be, and and the last line, retail ready. Naperville strong and retail ready. And I, I mean, man, I would plaster that everywhere. on billboards, wherever I could. We're back and we're not taking a backseat to anybody. How cool would that be? That would I would be love very to see the. Cool. I'd That'd love to see cool. the landscape of the cities change overnight and tell the customers it's a new world. Thank you. We're so there.
0: he gave he gave a city this week. If he gives us social security next week, we're going to have to be. We're going to have to clamp down hard. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to have to stop book. this. He's
2: in the phone book. Uh, you know. Um, <laughs> he's in the phone oh, book. See, I took know, a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of a lot of what we read on twitter that's where i go for information and on linkedin is everybody bashing retail and bashing retail i meaning i mean to the point of it's not coming back every department store is going to close this is bad and it's it's they're it's like they're happy about it's a it. a little dramatic <laughs> look what look what's going to happen to the department stores and shut up so well we Jim- put on no come on and and then i read one the other day that said that big stores are going to be are going to make it back and and little stores are all going to die off and it's really it's the other way. it's the other way i mean people are are writing these articles and and being interviewed like they're experts <laughs> and sometimes it's just it's ridiculous so rich and i people, on facebook people
1: write stuff just to get noticed they that's, do that's all
2: they do so rich and i on both of our Our Facebook profile and on our Facebook page wrote one of the most commented on and shared posts. What we said was, we are so sick of all the gleeful, stores will not reopen headlines. Maybe not all will survive, but many more will reopen. It will be different for a while, but you can't kill retailers. We are resourceful and we will find a way. Enough with the schadenfreude. You know what that is?
1: I do. I mm-hmm. absolutely do. My name is Kaiser. K I. Okay, tell me what it means. Tell <laughs> me what it means. I don't feel the way you feel, but I'm glad you feel that
2: way. No, it's not what it means. You're going to take don't, away your don't, Kaiser don't, card.
0: Merriam-Webster-Kaiser uh, dictionary.
2: What it means is when you feel good about something bad happening to somebody else.
1: What I just say?
2: You didn't say that.
1: You, you don't, you don't, you have to listen a little bit better to me.
2: <laughs> Did he say it? No. You know, I'm going
0: to plead the fifth here. you but... plead the fifth. Yeah.
2: Play this tape back, and listen to it. I'm cry. It's almost like this gleeful, you know, what's going to happen. And all we want to do is everybody to come back. No, no, no.
1: And... Anybody in a, in a war zone wants somebody else to get shot at, right? I mean, I hate to say it like that, but when I'm having bad luck, I'd like to see somebody else having not good luck, but a little bit worse than mine. Makes me feel good. That's shad and 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 the whole point is that I What's think that somebody cares. What?
2: What's the whole point?
1: I don't know. I lost my thought.
2: See what you did. You can <laughs> <go>. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, my it's, point it's, is. No, I don't
1: point <laughs> is, I don't want to be in the bottom of the pile. So I yeah. want to see somebody hurting a little bit more than me. Well, and that's where we, it's we start seeing. About. These stores gotta close and all because.
2: I don't
0: want to. Well, we started seeing the bankruptcies come. I mean, we talked about it last week, the potential of them coming. And, and now J. Crew is filed. They're not going to be the last. You know that they were they're, – they're the first of what's going to be several, I think, that are going to start in the big box. Yeah. I mean, you yes. talked about Macy's. I'm not saying Macy's is going to file, but um, you talked about Macy's. And it got me thinking, and I'm like, are we – you know, is Macy's more cultural, though, than retail, And some of these that are going to be filing chapter 11, you know, and and should we be bailing out big box retail? Um, It it was really an interesting comment that you made, because in some ways, uh, they are very much a cultural institution for many people. Uh, Oh,
2: Macy's is the Macy's is the mothership. Yeah, I say that every time I go to New York City and and walk into the store, there is Nothing in the world like Macy's Herald Square.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Nothing, and yeah, I worked. I
0: worked across the street. <laughs> the traffic is I, I can't
2: even. My mother worked in, right the 40s. in the forties. In the forties, as a as a remember in the in the olden days, Rich, when we were little tiny kids and they didn't have color photography yet, and they'd take the black and white pictures and they'd paint them to make a little color in your cheeks. That's what my mother did.
1: Do I remember it? I was one of the photographers. Don't make me that old.
2: I can't. No, you weren't. You're too young for that. Take it. Um, I think
0: to your point, most of these retailers were on. Were already the ones who are struggling right now. Were the ones who struggling. are already struggling.
2: Right. Right. You know, <clears throat> when, you, when just so. going back to just going back to Macy's, though. I mean, if Macy's went away, which it's not. But if it did, we wouldn't, we, we would lose a cultural icon. We would lose a retail touchstone. And I just want you to think about the parade that they've done for a hundred years. I mean, Macy's is part of our Thanksgiving celebrations. It, we're not just talking about, when some of these stores go away, we're not just talking about a store, a store closing. It, they're, they're cultural touch points
1: to the American people, and- To generations, to specific generations. And take something away long enough, and it dims to the younger generations that are growing up. It's become a dim memory to a nothing memory. That's that's a scary point, really.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I read something about, is this the end of the department store? You know, things like that. And I I don't know, I I agree with you. I think people are just really, I don't know if they're just anxious to see like and they need no, something he, to write about or
2: it's, maybe it's... we ought to
1: start a movement and tell everybody that in, when we get clear, every city has a parade, every city, make a parade, school kids walking down the street, the band playing. What will playing. that do for retail? Bring people down to the curbs to watch down to the main street. The event, and then the retail get the balloons out 10% yeah. balloons. 20%?
0: I don't think they want mass gatherings yet.
2: <laughs> no, not yet.
1: If I'm a retailer, so anyway, I me on that.
2: So anyway, Rich is the P.T. Barnum of retail <laughs> events. You know, he can't, his mind will never, never be far away from what event can we do? What event can we throw? And that's they how it works.
1: Strong and retail it's not
2: spits them out like like popcorn
0: well unfortunately i think for a while we're gonna to have to think of other ideas i don't think the event and, and it was working for a while but it's not gonna work right now
2: well again as we come back to we come back to the topic of this program
1: mm-hmm.
2: be new now yep what That's happens true. this week will not be the same next week and it won't be the same two weeks from now and it's retailers really have to pivot yeah those that aren't i mean those that are essential like the walmarts and the targets and <clears throat> that are providing essential things and food to us, they have to pivot too with the little ones. It's it's one one new thing after another. So just as we wrap up, just remember this. Your customers want a safe, familiar, fun, and convenient experience with your store. So as you start to open up, remember those things. And remember that you are, that we are, horribly sick and tired of being in our houses and we are tired of ordering things online we want to see real merchandise and real people and we want a place to go to other than where we live and and retail fills all those bills as we as we move more forward into the into the new normal jason bring it home
0: yeah and and we love the retailer we love the independent retailer and we're so excited to be able to see you again soon safely with a mask uh we're just we're anxious (laughs) so with that thanks again so much to all of you who have supported the podcast over these past few weeks um we couldn't have kept this going without your support um we are all over the place we are on uh apple spotify google play deezer stitcher and a few other places that I'm absolutely forgetting about that I pretty much every week forget about, but we're still there. So it's important. Uh, thank you. Thanks again, George and Rich. And, uh, and thank you. And we'll see you again next week on the retail adventures podcast with Kaiser Bender and Bell.